All right, dinner in the Bible. Man, those B-Roast buns. Yeah, yeah, they're like the perfect combination of like... They're, Sweet and yeah. savory. Yeah. Soft. It's like a hot dog. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Get your Not mind a out. Jolly Rancher moment. <laughs> <laughs> but you eat enough of those hot dogs and uh, buns, and, and your buns will <laughs> grow big. Oh, yeah, women are somehow into that. Big what? Bun? Boys' big butts? Ew. Some know. people are. Dad bods no. are overrated. That's gross. All right. No, she's talking about big, muscular butts. Oh, yeah, well, that's different. That's like. No, women there are like awuga. They got V shaped and all that. Like no, they, they're like awuga. Eyes, eyes ah, go in no. and out as they're. Yours is more like a U shape, but just just go straight down. No. Ooh. Ooh. He's getting Ooh. there. He's getting there. Maybe an upside down U. Like women, women the, today. Your tiny little legs are the. U. <laughs> women today are like, <laughs> are like. When they see men with busts, they go. The, their eyes turn into hearts and they start popping out of their heads and then their jaw goes to the floor and they're like, Awooga! I did That's the 1920s cartoon where the wolf goes, Awooga, Awooga! Onga, bonga, hunga, hunga! Alright, can we start now? Yes. Whenever I see someone. Move Quick quiz. Awooga. What is the greatest commandment when asked of Jesus? By a teacher. Love one another as uh, you love yourself. I don't know. Yeah. Love God. Love God. Christian. Love, love God is the greatest way. What is right underneath love God? Love one another. Love one to another. Christians, it's don't be gay. <laughs> okay, we're going to go there. That's not being loving. That's right. That's right. That's my point. So we're going to go with what Remy says. So let's listen to this real quick yeah, about this story. This is from uh, StoryCorps. Listen, you ready? Mm-hmm. It's it expired last year. It's got vinegar in it. Mom, it expired last year. Story have you over? Welcome to the English language. Story Corpse. Alright, here we go. Dad found a love letter from a guy in my box of things, and he read this letter and lost it. He took me for a ride and dropped me off in the middle of the night with a $5 bill. That's sort of all I remember sleeping outside in the country that night. And I really missed my brothers and sisters when I left home. I remember hearing that if you guys talked to me, if I'd call the house, that you'd get a beating because dad didn't want you to catch gay. And you guys believed that. Granted, it was a fear-based belief. Of course, but you know, it was still something I had to try to fix. And so as each of you guys moved out or got kicked out of the house. Or ran away. Or ran away in your case. I would make an effort to try to contact you guys and be a big brother again. At first, you were really resistant. You didn't know anything about gay people. And it took a long time for our relationship to build. 
but after you started to accept it, every time you met another gay person, he would say, oh, you've got to meet my brother and hook me up with every guy that you thought was gay. You know, it was, I always thought that was really sweet. And that's when we started coming back together, you know, as brothers and sisters, Brian, Pam, Chris, Mike, Jude, Amy, Josh, and Luke Henry. Now, Luke Henry, I didn't even know because he wasn't born until I was like 19 or 20, and I hadn't seen him in ever. And I got a call, and the voice on the other end said, uh, Brian, this is your little brother, Luke. By this time, you know, he was estranged from mom and dad, and he wanted to go to University of Dallas. So I took my savings and I bought one one-way ticket and one round-trip ticket to Dallas. Now, mind you, this is a Catholic school and I'm the big gay brother. I'm running around getting him set up for his dorm room and we go through this whole weekend and at the end, I gave Luke a hug and a kiss and told him how much I loved him and he started walking away. I was just watching after him like, wow, I really finally got to be a big brother. And at that moment, he turned around and mouthed, I love you. It was the most beautiful moment I had ever experienced. And I called you from the hotel, sobbing. Do you remember this? Yeah. You brought eight siblings that were so far apart to be as close as we all became. I just want you to know how much you mean to me that you've loved me like this. And for that, I will be forever grateful. You're a good man. Well, thank you, Mike. I love gay people. Yeah, see, not all gay people are bad. Yeah. I love gay people. Right. Hey, Susan. let's keep going. Okay, so Susan, let I me say. read to you that scripture that backs up what we all know, but yet we throw it under the rug like it doesn't, you know, exist when we're at church. Ooh, I'm a gay people. You know, one of the things that he was, no. he being God, was challenged was that you are not from God. You are not from the descendant of Moses. You are not from the... A descendant of Abraham or David or anyone of importance in our lives because you don't teach what we teach which is you need to sacrifice give us money toe the line uh, ostracize people we ostracize yeah but instead the teacher asked him Jesus which is the greatest commandment in the law in Matthew 22 36 now I'm gonna read you the amplified version and Jesus re replied to him, you shall love, and this is all caps by the way, it's like screaming at you. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Now, we can throw that into a plethora of examples of, and, 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 and some people will say the hatred of Jews is part of that love. They'll actually say hatred is part of that love. To, to, to keep that away from your family is to love your family. It's really weird. Mm. I've heard it before. It's that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't. This is the first greatest commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is unselfishly seek the best or higher good for others. The whole law and the writings of the prophet depend on these two commandments. Now, if you were to then look at people like maybe the parents who hated gay because maybe their preacher, their church, their history teaches them that gay is from Satan. And so they kicked out their son with a $5 bill and never come back. That he sleeps in the middle of the woods and they don't even care what happens to him. Versus that son who's basically gay. And there's other stories where people discovered they were gay way early in life. 
in StoryCorps. It's very fascinating. Uh, it was during the Pride Month that they were showing being gay is latest turn of the century, the 1900s. Um, and even being gay as a woman. Right? Lesbian? Yeah, they were very confused. They wanted kids, but they were gay. Right? That's very confusing. Uh, same with men, right? They, they want kids, but they're gay. Now, this comes up with a whole slew of problems in the church. But what I'm saying is with this response by God, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And in parentheses, in the Amplified Version, that is unselfishly seek the best or higher good for others. Someone who does that is definitely following the second commandment. Now with the parents, the mother and the father who raised all these children, gave life to all these people who ran away, had hardships, couldn't understand love from violence to... Uh, Sounds like the parents were way off. Parents were way off. But they were following the Christian attitude of gay is evil. You can't, you know, I don't want you answering the phone from your brother. I don't want you to catch the gay. Catch the gay. Catch the gay. Yeah, exactly. Over oh the, over my the God. phone, don't Women. catch the gay. Bro, <laughs> wait, bro, wait, bro. <coughs> oh, woo, got women! I caught the gay! <laughs> Now, I'm going to tell you a story, but it wasn't... Anyways, the issue I want you to see is it's not the, the, the it's not a definitive line. There's no Sharpie that says, this is bad, this is evil, this is good. There are bad gays. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there are a lot of bad like gays. Bad like straight. the priest next door. Let's talk about Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> bad oh, straight guy. Did, did he eat women? No, but he ate men. He ate men. He loved men. And he loved to have them over for dinner. But um boom! Bro's taking I love men a little bit too far. Yeah. Did you see far. that meme where he's like sitting at Five Guys? Yeah. Burger place? There's no this, guys oh, in here. This doesn't taste like Five Guys. <laughs> oh man. Once he walks in Five Guys, he's gonna be like, girls, I wanna see men! So I'm telling you right now, there are evil gay guys as well. But you can't measure someone's gaydom. Right. And their ability to follow God. It's its not the right compass. Yeah. Yeah, like if we're gonna. Gang. I think it's actually kind of counterproductive for the church to, like, you know, uh, exclude gays because gay is what harm are they doing? They're two consenting adults. And yeah. I heard a rumor Standing that Jeffrey Dahmer's brother was in the church. Why? The same rumor. Was he a priest? Church. Yeah. No, he was a disciple. Like, Anyways, so let me let me go on. I'll give you one example that really I kind of milked, unfortunately. Bad for me. Do you know the reason your dad doesn't even touch the dishes? Cockroaches? Women belong in the kitchen! Good me. Women belong in the kitchen! Go back to the kitchen, I shot. Make me a sandwich! The same reason your dad doesn't do laundry? This is a shock that my wife, you know, when we first got married, your mom... She what do you mean clean. you didn't do dishes? What do you mean you didn't do laundry? I'll try. I should have had a clue when I went into his apartment. <laughs> it was like Make clothes everywhere. So, do you know why your dad doesn't do dishes? And do you don't know. know how. I don't know how. Why don't I know how? Cool. Why? I don't know. Because huh? your dad was, uh, you know, uh, dad alcoholic. Because when my dad died, okay. Daddy issues. The, wife, the, the women sisters. were the only ones left in the house. 
Except for you. Except for me. And they didn't want me to catch the, the gay. gay. The gay. They oh. Gay. Oh my so god. So they didn't let me cook, clean the dishes, or do laundry. Spoiler alert: one of them. They're I like, to, we'll let her. Ah. Let me let me say that. Spoiler alert: one of them did. Glad I'm caught. I had gay. to throw the garbage. I had to make sure the cars worked. I had to do all these manly things. Mow the lawn. Mow the lawn, but lordy lordy, ain't, ain't gonna be no dishwashing, laundry running, baking guy in this house. And that's just what happened. Oh, alpha male, alpha male. You still don't want to learn. I still don't want to learn. Something happens to me. My kids will learn. Bro. My kids already know. Dun da da da. Honey, I might catch the game. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna use that as an excuse next time you actually caught the game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that, that as an excuse. That excuse does not jive oh, here in this on, house. Man. You can't use that excuse. I, the, I. Ian, you should excuse. be glad that I'm teaching you these. You should. Things. You'll be far better off. Uh, I don't want to be gay, Baba. Standing for gays. He was it. like the king of the household. He's like, Rommel doesn't have to do a darn thing. Okay. Yeah, except for, make, except for make contracts with international businesses. That's what he does. All right, so I'm, I'm going to have one more and then we'll end it, right? Because <laughs> okay. I really like StoryCorps. I think sometimes when you're feeling down. StoryCorps. Well, it's one of the reasons I love hanging out with it's elderly. They, they remember 30, 40, 50 years ago more in detail than they remembered yesterday. Do you remember? Right. Do you remember? crazy. Do you remember? Your long-term memory is I do sharp. remember when I was not like... Four-year-old? Like, I remember as young as three. I remember... Because remember, I Chicken. told you who taught me the Our Father. Auntie Joy. Auntie Joy. And I was still in the Philippines Our and so was she. I, I, the summer before I turned six is when I came to this country. So she had to have had to teach me before I was five. Yeah. So I have memories. I didn't know. So did she I, teach I, you in Tagalog or? In English. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Then I fell down the stairs. I remember that. That was traumatic. How did that happen? I was just Drunk. clumsy. It was metal. It was concrete yeah. stairs. Autistic went, people are bonk, pretty bonk, clumsy. Bonk, bonk, bonk. And ever since then, I think it was afraid of heights. I mean, in the sense of... Oh, watch yourself! Yeah, like... I think the maid was actually beat because she found me that way. Oh. They thought that she hurt me. He pulled a Mario Mario. I feel bad. I mean, every time somebody finds me hurt, they get beat. I almost drowned. My sister saved me. She got she beat. She got beat. <laughs> ah, Even though she saved me. It, it, it'll come to a point where I'm, we're not saving that boy. We get beat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's, here's the last story for This is something I didn't want to do. But I think, you know, even with the fear of your mom listening to this, I do want the fear of you having it because I don't think it pertains to me, but I think it might pertain to you. So you need to listen to this, okay? It's not about the gay. All right, right, right here we go. Um, he's dead. The road home. Here you go.
daddy was elected mayor twice. And I used to walk down the streets holding his hand. Everybody stopped and pet me on the head and said, how you doing, little mayor? <laughs> yeah, I had a wonderful daddy. And uh, when I was about uh, 14, he said, son, look, you come from a long line of chronic alcoholics. I'm an alcoholic just waiting for the first drink, and I refuse to take it. He said, if you do, you'll get away with it for a while, but it'll destroy your life and probably kill you. He said, I'm sure you remember that. I said, okay, daddy, I'll give you a serious thump. I gave it enough thought that that Halloween, I went trick-or-treating with my buddy, and uh, we passed a horseshoe of frat houses. Those kids knew who I was. Everybody knew who my daddy was. And uh, one of them frat boys said, hey, you ever had a drink? And I said, no, I hadn't. He said, now you drink this, it's going to burn. You're going to like this. I never felt so good in life. As long as I had alcohol in my oh, system, I was what I always wanted to be, a self-confident, good-looking, witty human being. And it worked very well for uh, 40-some more years of my life. It must take a lot of self-discipline to turn around. Well, it took more than that. I had just been released for my 28th treatment for alcoholism. The doctor told me when I left that uh, I'll give you two weeks and I'll read your name in obituaries. So I went to the cemetery where my mother and daddy were buried and uh, let them know that I'm sober and gonna die this way. So then I came on down to a place I knew where there's an exit ramp of cars come around. I held a sign there. And that's where I met you. Every time you came by, you stick out a $2 bill and a can of tuna fish. And uh, it was uh, New Year's Eve. And I had nowhere to go, couldn't drink. Everybody's partying. And you walked on over and said, uh, remember me? I said, yeah, you're the $2 bill man. He said, I'm going to take you home with me for a New Year's Eve party. How would you like that? I said, I don't think that would work, sir. You got a wife? She's going to have a lot to say to you about bringing a homeless, smelly old man home with you. You said, uh, my wife will receive you well. I went to your home and had a shower, and you gave me some clean clothes, and we sat down at the table, and I told you some stories about who I really was and who my daddy was. There was a lot more to me than uh, you might imagine. I hope I was a little bit of a help along your path. Well, you know, David, uh, without your kindness and your family and all, uh, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'd have gone back drinking again, but I'd say uh, it would have been rough. <laughs> All right. That's why you don't drink alcohol. Story car. So kindness, again, helping others, making sure whatever best. Now, this is, of course, you can't do that to everybody. I mean, people, so people have been kidnapped. Again, Your like auntie was stabbed. stabbed by, yeah. So we're saying that even, gays can be evil. Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Homeless can also be evil. But you, you, you can't like judge the... just black and white. Gays are evil. Homeless or evil. You've got to be able to understand more than that. Okay? So, StoryCorps, if you ever feel down, it's a great place to go just to feel better. What do you worry about? Oh, it's on NPR uh, when you turn on the radio. It's like Story Booth. I like StoryCorps. But, you know, better animation. Because they're real stories, right? Yes, they're all real stories. People send them in. And then somebody just animates it. Yeah. Or sometimes it's not I mean, sometimes it's just the radio version. Hmm. So, 15 seconds. Any, any parting thoughts? Um, 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 be kind, be nice. Guys, don't drink. Okay. Um, yeah. don't pull a Mario Mori and fall downstairs. Watch yourself. Stop hydrating. Bye. Alcoholic. Alcoholic.